Excellent. All right, here we go, folks. It is time now for the General Knowledge Podcast Season 6, if you can believe it. Episode 1, numero uno for this season. Uh, and we, we, we almost had all of us together. <laughs> I've got Andy with me. Hey, Andy, how you going, brother? I'm really good, thanks, General. Yeah, good to, all good. Good to catch up with all, you. All good in Looney Land. Looney Land 2024, here we come. Oh, and it's gone that way already. Like right from the get-go. We'll get into that in a minute too when I catch up with you. But, mate, good to see you again. I'm glad I caught up with you. We were going to schedule this for tomorrow, but um, you're obviously heading back to um, <laughs> back to join the riots and the looting in PNG, I hear. So you're going to go and get yeah, yourself yeah. some nice big screen TVs. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I hear, I hear there's some cheap TVs. Man, there's some wild <sighs> stuff happening over there, mate. What's Just quickly before we get into that, what, what is happening over in PNG, Rano? Why is everyone blowing up like that? Because you, you go there all the time. Uh, well... It's, you know, like it, it, it is a banana republic. And mm-hmm. um, the uh, it's, you know, the system of governance, like in the Western world, we know that it is completely broken. Like it's, 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 but it's so overt, Corrupt. it's so overtly broken. And it's kind of like the, the, the system is sort of still got this facade that it still works. You know, we, we have elections and, and, you know, all of this sort of thing. And most people kind of believe it. But the thing about I love about PNG is that it's so, it's so obviously broken, you know, the whole system of this having, you know, a parliament and members that represent the people and all of this sort of thing is is such complete <laughs> nonsense that the country is spiralling out of control. You know? They should just go back to tribal stuff, man, seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, well, the natural world is is like, especially in a country like PNG, is that. And this, this facade of having this kind of Western democracy for these people is clearly not their natural state. And it's... Yeah just really 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 obvious now and and they're uh i'll I'll very very briefly tell you what happened in png but basically the police in the morning of monday morning the police went on strike because of there was a computer glitch apparently a computer glitch Mm. and uh the the it threw too much tax into the wages and the actual net uh, payment to the police and um military was much less than the pay period before that, right? So, oh, so they're they all, all had big up. media. Yeah. They're all on social media, and they all they all declare that they're on strike now, right? <laughs> <laughs> so at ten o'clock in the morning, there's no police and no military. So at about ten ten o five, the the uh, population of Port Moresby decides that well, this is really good. We're just going and loot everything. We're going to go oh, to all the department stores. It's all it's game on, right? Wow. As soon as I heard, I thought, oh, I thought, wow, this is unbelievable. You know, like I thought. And like, you got by contacts o'clock, over there, obviously, because the- you do business there. Are they all messaging yeah. you going, look at this shit? Like, Oh, look, the thing is, even in the developing country, like the social media is wild. So everything is live. Even this meeting with the police and everything like that, where they're declaring that they're on, they're going to be on strike. So, so the whole country within within milliseconds knows that the police are on strike. It's nothing hidden there. So, so these <laughs> lunatics are then 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 they're just oh, it's game on. 
and every department store, every shop, just like you know, yeah, suddenly I've seen had the footage you showed me. Three hundred people the running with TVs and fucking yeah. boxes of all sorts of crap. Wow, yeah. that's full on. Okay, uh, all yeah. over a yeah. so, supposed computer glitch. Too much yeah. tax. Interesting. All right. Um, well, that's good. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Be good to see. Hopefully, you can stay safe when you get over there. Keep us updated with what's going on, mate. Be interesting to see uh, some pictures and stuff. Hey. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, it's it's for me. It's you know, it's all right. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I do feel sorry for the poor old um, business owner on the ground down there. Like, yeah. Uh, and it's one thing one thing for people to to do a raid on the store and to steal everything. It's another thing to then burn the joint to the ground as you yeah, leave. Yeah, that's just like, not necessary. I mean, what's with that? Like, because normally that's where they would go to rely on to get stuff. Like, what are they going to do now? You've just yeah. burnt the place down, you idiots. Yeah, it's a bit silly, isn't that's it? That's tomorrow's problem. Today's getting stuff. <laughs> yeah. We'll think about tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> that's that's future PNG's problem. Yeah, we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> that's, yeah. Yeah, that's wow. Not, that's, that's future me's problem. Yeah, and future me isn't now so future me doesn't <laughs> need to be consulted <laughs> wow all right well um thanks for the update ando uh, ethan isn't with us at the moment unfortunately he was booked in but um like i said he had a family thing crop up so uh he's had to go and take care of some things uh, hopefully he can join in a little bit later he said he'll drop in if he gets back in time he'll just join the show and we'll we'll catch up uh so fingers crossed he's able to uh, I won't bring him in just yet. We do have a guest lined up for uh, today's show. He is waiting in the wings uh, at the moment. And just should keep yourself on, on mute there, John. But just for future reference, I'm not sure if you know, but PNG stands for Papua New Guinea, if you are not, if you weren't aware of that. That's just north of Australia. Yep, okay. Um, yeah, so, folks, um, what, a, what a wild and weird year it is already. We're only 13 days in, recording today on Saturday the 13th of January 2024. Um Man, you just keep an eye on, you know, your finger on the pulse and a bit of social media and the news and stuff. We've got, you know, we've got Jews making tunnels in New York City with weird shit going on there. We've got aliens in Miami. We've got <laughs> all this weirdness happening. Uh, not that we're ever going to get the truth of the matter of any of that sort of shit, but it's fun to speculate and uh, it is pretty wild to see what's happening already. Um, we've got bombs getting dropped in, in Yemen and they're attacking Yemen, apparently, uh, according to uh, the White House. Man, so much shit going on, and we're only 13 bloody days into the new year. Uh, weirdness, man, just high strangeness already. It's going to be a wild, I think 2024 is going to be a wild year. There's some catalysts already building. Um, I've already made in my own Telegram group, I've made some speculations as to what I think might happen this year. Um, but we'll get into that a little bit later, I think, maybe. We'll see what our guest thinks of that sort of stuff. But anyway... Uh, Andy, great to great to see you again. I hope you do have a safe trip uh, over to PNG. We'll we'll get into the show, hey. Uh, all right, here we go. Thanks, so thanks, brother. Yeah. No, no worries, man. And feel free, obviously, join in and uh, make some comments and ask our guests some questions as per usual. But today we uh, we do have a guest uh, for today's show. Uh, none other than a gentleman by the name of John Kerwin. Uh, now, John uh, is an author of the book. I'm bringing it up here on my screen now. It is The Conspiracy Theorist Survival Guide. Um, basically, John's going to give us a rundown on the book, his own uh, personal dealings with, and the reasons why he's created the book, and we'll get into a few other topics as well as we go along. G'day, John. Great to have you on the show, mate. Thanks for joining us today. I know there's a bit of a time difference. You're over in the States, mate, but we do appreciate you making the time to come and chat to us bums here in Australia. You bet. Good to be with you guys and uh, Andy and Lee. Congrats on season six. That's uh, Cheers, man. a great accomplishment, man. I'll tell you. 
Um, it was good to be with the frontline people. You know, in Australia, we look at you guys as being on the front line of tyranny because oh, yeah. the Australian government really rolled out the red carpet for you poor souls, man. Holy oh. mackerel. <laughs> yeah, didn't didn't they ever in that uh, all the COVID nonsense, man? I feel oh, sorry no. for the people. Uh, see, I'm in uh, – Andy and I and even Ethan are both in uh, one of the northern states called Queensland on the east coast. And then you've got beneath us is New South Wales. Beneath that is Victoria. That's where Melbourne is. And Melbourne mm-hmm. was like the most locked down city in the world. Like it was, mm-hmm. it went for how long was it, Andy? Like over a year or three hundred days or some shit like that. It was massive. Like these poor people were just locked down for so long. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was about that, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was, it was around three hundred days. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, it was. It was terrible. It was. It was soul crushing kind of like stuff going mm. on. Yeah. 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 Listening to the testimonials coming out of that, that state, John, it's crazy. Like you just, your heart went out to people, business, so many businesses got closed, you know, like, and then uh, a lot of people though, I will say there was a, you know, for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction. I think a lot of people took to social media and they were starting, they had time on their hands. They're like, what are we going to do? We'll get on yep. social media. We'll start looking at alternative media. And then we're like, they're like, I think they got a lot interested into what's really going on because people were getting up there, getting frustrated they're sharing their thoughts on the world that is. <laughs> no question. I use the this one incident a lot because there's a lot of validity to the fact that they have COVID camps and nobody believes it. So I, I go like this. All right, Google this. And you can do this right now. Three Australian youths escaped from COVID camp. Yeah. So these three kids didn't even have COVID. They were contact trace so they were near somebody with covid and they put them in this camp and then the kids were like bag this and they escaped and there was a manhunt Mm. this is in a first world country man isn't it ridiculous yeah and you know what's what's fascinating about that too john is when that all sort of went down and they were locking down every every little town every state every city for you know one case that got detected and blah 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 and they were doing all the contact tracing and stuff right the media and the the government of uh, Victoria got busted big time because people did some investigating. They were like, oh, yes, we found this person. They were at this particular restaurant this day. People went to like, they were they were walking past the restaurant going, uh, this place is for lease. It hasn't been in business for months. And you said yep. someone caught something here? What a load of bullshit. You know, they were, yep. they were catching them out, eh? But nothing got done. Nothing happened. They just been on, went on business as usual. It was crazy, man. <laughs> So when you say that, you know, there's, we're the forefront of tyranny, man, like, yeah, big time. Us and probably New Zealand as well. We interviewed um, an awesome alter- alternative media guy down there called Vinnie Eastwood. Um, from He's done he, – he's on, like um, – you probably catch him on on online American radio. He does, like, Freedom Radio. Or something. Do you remember what it is, Andy? American Freedom Radio or something? He's on. He has a show on that. Um, Vinnie Eastwood, do you remember what it is? Oh, I have to look at it. Uh Anyway, look it up, yeah, Jim, you go on to the vinnyeastwoodshow.com the and uh, Vinny, yeah, he's big in America, but um be a good show to get on to too, John, if you want to email him, I'll give you his details. But we had him on and he was talking to us about how terrible it was down there with um, with their prime minister as well. And we're, we're sort of sitting on the same part. It's ridiculous. Well, what Lee said is so true. The politicians aren't hiding the tyranny anymore. There has always been like the sense of decorum and they tried to, you know, pretend, but that velvet glove of tyranny has come off, man. And they're just right out there. You know, borders are wide open. There's like almost a million people a, a month coming over the border here now. 
Yeah, we, yeah. We, we see it. We've seen the alternative um, in the um, social media about that. It's insane. Yep. Flooding. Flooding your country with, uh, you know, a lot of military-age men, a lot of Africans coming up through. I think they're, um, they're going into South American countries and then coming north to get into the mm -hmm. U.S. It's full on, man. Oh, full yeah, something's yep. going down. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, mate, great to have you. Um, yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit about yourself, first of all. We'll let the listeners know who is who is John Kerwin. Okay. Well, I'm not very different than most of us. We all are, kind of have this similar vibe in this journey where, you know, we're just doing life. And it's almost like God comes up behind you and taps you on the shoulder. He's like, hey, did you notice that's fake? I don't know where the first revelation comes from. But we all have this entry point into the rabbit hole. We like do. for me, I, I found I was a day trader, you know, I'm married with four kids, we're just doing life like everybody else. You're not questioning the power structure, you're not questioning officialdom. You're just trying to make a living and spend time with your kids and go to the gym, you know, eat well, whatever all your priorities are, right? And then so I'm doing this and I I find out the Federal Reserve isn't federal. That was my entry point. Oh, interesting. Okay, yep, yep. Yep. But what happens to me, or what happened to me, I found out later, is very common. So what, what I said to myself was, well, if that's not true, what else isn't true? And that moment, I believe, is the genesis of what we call truthers. So, Because then what happens is now you're opening your mind to the yeah. fact that the whole power structure is lying wholesale, I mean, across the board on big things, and you start turning over rocks and you find out that there's actually conspiracies under just about every rock. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, mate. And it's interesting that because obviously your background in the, the finance kind of world there, and then you realize <laughs> your realization was the Federal Reserve. And that's an interesting, that's a great rabbit hole for people to go down to uh, learn about money, monetary policy, money creation, all that sort of stuff. Money's made out of yeah. nothing. You know, that's that's a that's a good one to go down. And when they realize, you know, that's all based on lies and it's nothing, then it, it opens them up to the next thing and then the next thing and then it snowballs. And before you know it, you're living in a rabbit warren. No question. <laughs> but, you know, the, the journey that I've, I'm, I'm on is very similar. It's basically, it's universally the same. All of us, if you are one of these truthers, let me categorize that there's two groups of people. There's what we call the unconvinced, or we lovingly refer to them as normies. They basically name themselves, like one of my daughters said, Dad, I wish you were normal. So mm. they, so that group is characterized by, singularly, by this idea that they don't know and they don't want to know. They do not want to know. So you can bring them your evidences of the covid eugenics program but they're not going to look at it it's very it's very uh baffling to us yeah 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 you can say old adage isn't it uh john you can bring a horse to water but you can't make him yep. see that the, the towers uh, didn't you know come down at free spool uh, no yeah, the 9-11 was an inside job yeah <laughs> what is the matter with you people that's actually, that's you actually really a really good to. point it is isn't is it andy it's the same yeah we, we experience yeah, that a lot don't that, we yeah yeah, yeah, you can have you can you could dump like reams of documentation in front of somebody. They do not want to look at it. Nope. Yeah, they and you know not, what I? They are not interested. What no. I like in this too, when I first heard you speak about that exact point, John. Um, like I mentioned earlier before we started recording, when I heard you on um, one of my other favorite podcasts. Um, 
I heard you make that point, and I was like, man, that that is it's so true. And it, you know, what it reminds me of. I don't, I'm not sure if you've seen the movie, and I talk about this movie a fair bit, and it comes up all the time in our culture. Um, they live, John Carpenter's. They yeah, live. Yeah, they live, right? And it's the scene with him, Rowdy Roddy Piper, you know, and and um, I can't remember his name, the black fella, the big black guy. Yeah, yeah. And they're wrestling in the alley because he's trying to get him to put the glasses on. He's like, put these on. I want it. You'll see what I'm talking right. about. Just just right. put the glasses on. And he absolutely refused. And he has to almost beat the guy to death yep. before he'll put them on. He puts them <laughs> on him and holds his head. He's like, look, this is what I'm trying to show you. Like, and you, we all have that moment. We, we almost want to do that to people. We almost want to just put the glasses on them and go, look, look what I'm trying to show you. You know what I mean? He's trying to shake them loose, but it's so difficult. You can't, you literally, like that scene is almost like, it's that you you wish you could do it to people, but you're like, well, I can't do that. I can't literally force someone to do it. Like, no. you've got to almost get them to have that moment on their own. You know what I mean? And because it's more, it's more organic. It's more natural when they have that realization on their own. Bang! You've got them. Like you've, you, they, you, they won't go back. They, you cannot go back. You cannot be plugged back into the matrix. I don't think after you see that, you have that moment. And we've all had that moment. I've, we've talked about it many times on this show before in the, in the over the years. Andy's had it at the same moment I have too. Ethan, our co we've all had this moment. Everyone listening has had that moment that shook them loose and woken them up. And you, you just wish you could, you almost want to force that moment on people, don't you, John? But you you can't. You can't force them, <laughs> unfortunately. They're resistant to it. And that resistance is, is painful. Yeah, I mean, if it's people that are on your fringe, you can move on. But if it's your spouse if it's your, or your children. Right. If it's family members, personal, close friends, it's so difficult. Yeah, Because you're not really given many options. I mean, at first, they'll keep it light and they'll say, oh, I don't go in for conspiracy theories much. I cover this in Chapter 6. But after you six months into it, you know, they're like, man, he really believes this stuff. And then they kind of go to level two where they start issuing edicts and decrees. So they'll say things like, hey, listen, when we go to my in-laws, I don't want you to talk about your crazy things for more than three minutes, right? <laughs> We've all been handled like that. And that's, you know, if you're the husband, that's de that's demoralizing. Yeah. Your kids, their kids yeah. are giving you shut up or else orders. Well, that comes to level, level three. So after you've been in it for a couple of years, maybe, or a year or more, and you know, you're trying to observe their boundaries and not push it down their throat. I get all that, okay? But you're, you've gone through something that is so revolutionizing and so life-changing overnight. Okay, people do not change radically, typically ever, much less overnight. Mm. And you find out the entire power structure and the media is bold-faced lying to you about really big things. That changes your whole, your priorities change, your ideals change. Meanwhile, your spouse is not changing. And the mm -hmm. gap between the two begins to grow. Because remember, what's the characteristic of the normie? I don't know and I don't want to know. What's the characteristic of the truther? If that's not true, what else isn't true? Those are the opposite. So you start going a this way and you start finding out, oh, the moon landing's fake. Oh, 9-11's fake. Oh, there's underground bases. Oh, there's chemtrails. And you're just getting more and more urgent. They see you as obsessed and mm -hmm. having a character flaw. But really, really the correct response if you're in a burning building 
is to be obsessed. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to sit here and wait for the fireys to get here. I'll right. just wait. Yeah, no, come, come on. on, man. Act, act, act upon the new information for crying out loud. They don't, but they don't believe what you're saying is true. So they're not a, uh, have any urgency. And so one of the problems is a lot of the things that we discover are bad news. So what happens is there is a sense of self-preservation that you never had before that now introduces itself and you become very vigilant and, 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 you know, it's like you're a red blooded person. You're like, somebody's punching you in the face. You either allow them to punch you in the face, you run, you block, or you fight back. Those are your only four options. Okay. But the problem with the normie is they don't know somebody's punching them in the face. They <laughs> trust Fauci. Yeah. 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 And they think you're a kook. Yeah. It's really so. The book is about that prof problem. It's it's not written for people that to try to convince you the moon landing is fake or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's for people who already believe the moon landing is fake, and your spouse doesn't. And then yeah. how do you manage that? Again, the the book is the the conspiracy theorist survival guide, folks. So I will of course put links in the show notes for. For people interested to check out John's work as well and to buy the book, all that sort of stuff. So make sure you check that out as well, listeners. Um, now, John, just take this. Let's rewind just a little bit. So again, you, you've you're a day trader. You've got a wife. Yeah. You've got four kids. You, you're living the the the, the, the normal life that everyone tries to live, right? Yes. You don't know about all the craziness going on in the world and all the sort of shit, the conspiracies really. that are actually real. You're kind of oblivious that you're just living your life. Then you come across that information. You start to get in the rabbit hole. Take us from that point there. So then what happens, you said, that, you know, your wife starts making edicts and basically putting a gag order on you. Don't start talking crazy shit to my family. Your kids right. are going, Dad, why can't you just be normal? Like, T take us from that point there. Where, where, where does this go now? Like, you're starting to experience this more. How, over what time period is this sort of happening in your life? Yeah, so going into year three, I'm down a bunch of rabbit holes by year three. And uh, so I'm given level three responses is what I call shut up or else orders. So you're given an ultimatum. If you talk about crazy things, I can't have a relationship with you. And so for the next two years, when I was still with my wife and my children in the house, I did not talk about anything negative or controversial was, was the control words. And so I was what I call happy dad. Um, I only talked about hair, nails, fun, fun seasons in the sun, play dates, superhero movies, uh, vacations, bowling, landscaping, whatever you, whatever you want to talk about. I, I, I withdrew my role as a father and essentially the husband. I was emasculated. I became a pariah in my own home, and I would just go to the dinner table. I would just eat my meal, and I just didn't cause any trouble. I'm here in the same room, but essentially what you've done is you've ended our relationship. Because if you tell me I can't talk about anything negative or controversial, that is impossible, you know, to be in the relationship together as, as the leader of the house and still carry that out. So, but you want to, you know, I didn't leave. I was asked to leave. I didn't, you know, give ultimatums like if you don't talk to me about these things, I can't have a relationship with you. It's the other way around. 
But after a couple of years, it didn't, still didn't work because it's the elephant in the room. And my, my wife asked me to leave. And so I did because basically I did shut my channel down twice because if it was just, you know, basic conspiracy theory stuff, I wouldn't have been willing to insist that I was going to do stuff outside the home on my own time, make a video here and there. Kind of like, you know, you have a podcast, but I won't talk to you about it, but I'm going to go over here and save the world. right? Yeah, look, I need my outlet sort of thing. You know? Yeah. Well, basically, I was told no. You know, if I made a video, I got in trouble, right? And my messaging on my channel is um, we're a uh, Christian, what are we? We're an uh, online fellowship for the truther community, for Christian truthers. Right. So what I'm talking about is the Mandela effect is a real phenomenon. It was foretold in scripture. And the things that are changing in our environment include the Bible, the Bible is supernaturally changing. And what, what I realize is that's too much destiny for me to just uh, say, okay, you know. Not accept so it have, and move on. You can't, yeah. Nope, nope. So I basically said, uh, you know, I wouldn't require that of you. So if that's the requirement, I, I don't accept. Yeah. It sounds to me, John, and, and and I don't mean any disrespect to you at all when I say this, but it, from what I hear when you tell those stories about your – are you actually still married, by the way? If, if you, do you want my man no. asking that question? So you're actually divorced now? Yeah. Yeah. So your ex-wife, to me, it sounds like that she – and this is my opinion. It doesn't sound like she actually respected you because it was, if there was any respect at all, she would have at least accepted you for that and gone, that's fine. I may not be with you. I may not be you know, on the same level as you, but I'm not going to tell you to leave because you're into this stuff. Like, I respect that you're into it, and you do what you think. You do you, you know what I mean? Like, there's no respect there. That's what it sounds like to me. That's that's what I get from this woman, and she doesn't sound like a nice person, to be honest. Like, if she's talking, she, you sound I mean, like a great guy. I mean, she's, she's, you know, if your family to treat you like that, that's not good, man. Like, for all you've done, like, you've, you've been the provider and all that sort of stuff, and then you've, you've come against this brick wall, and to me, there's no respect there, man. Like, it's, I don't know. I, I just don't get that. Eh? It's really weird that people would do that to you. Um, and the only reason why I say that is because, like, uh, myself, and I'm sure even Andy's probably going to release some of this sort of stuff as well, but we've experienced a very similar kind of thing from other family members and friends in our own lives, too, where sure. yeah, they kind of laugh it off, you know, oh, he's just doing this and stuff. But, you know, yeah. when I sort of took it to the point where I'm like, well, I'm going to make a website, I'm going to start writing articles and stuff, you know, and <laughs> then they see I've been doing it since 2012, and they're like, man, man, I think he's still into this. Like, okay, he takes it seriously. Oh, he's got a podcast. He's been here for, you know, nearly... It was sixty year now, like really far out, like in friend groups and things. You know, it's at the point now where I'll go to like a barbecue catch up, you know, with some my wife's friends and stuff, and I'll, I'll find myself, you know, the, the blokes will start gravitating towards me. Hey, hey, did you hear about that thing with this? You know, yeah, and they start coming to me with stuff, and I'm like, yeah, no, it's weird, isn't it? You know, I get them to I I get them to ask the questions, you know, like and yeah. so I, I, that's where we're at now, you know. So, but yeah, in the beginning, it was like, ah, oh, yeah, he's ah, oh, he's a conspiracy theorist, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. you know. I kind of just went, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe I am, you know. Like it's interesting, don't you find it interesting? It's I find it fascinating, yeah. you know. And just trying to have these conversations with people, and um, that was my sort of take on it. But you know, it's I've kind of helped. I, I like to see I've kind of helped other people grow and ex be more accepting of, of yeah. who I am because I've been so forthright with it and stuck with it for so long, you know. Mm -hmm. um, 
But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm not saying we haven't. I haven't lost family members and friends, and and people have shunned me because of this stuff. And I'm just like, well, I can't change your mindset about that. If that's your thing, and you do you, I'm still going to be me. You know what I mean? You, I'm sure you'll come back one day. Maybe you won't. Whatever. I've, I'm ha- I'm happy to to cut that loose. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, it's a bit more difficult when they're your actual children and your actual wife that's doing it to you. It's a little bit easier when they're you know, it's a, it's that second part of uh, you know six degrees of Kevin Bacon sort of thing. You know, when they're mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit further down the track. Um, so in that regard, I think it's uh, it's tough, man. I don't want to be. I would have hate to have been in that situation where you've been in, mate. Um, to have you your kids and your wife say these things these things to you. That's tough, man. Um, so power power to you for sticking with it though and not actually giving up, man. That's that's respect to you with that. Well, one but, of the things that yeah, I because I'm a sorry, just before yeah. just before we go on, I just I just remember too. I was looking this up. Maybe just do a quick screen share because this is how I think people see us. Okay, yeah, uh, this is how I think people see us. Let me know when you can see my screen. Is that coming up? Yep, I see it. <laughs> Where the yeah the weird guy with the, all the papers on the clipboard and yeah. lines drawn everywhere, going look. Look at the crazy look in their eyes. That's how they see us. You know, they see us as this weird person that's into this sort of strange stuff. You know, we're down this thing and we can't, there's no coming back. You know, that's how that, I think that's how they see us. So if you kind of have to accept the fact that that's how they see us and you've, you know what I mean? So if you're aware of that, you can then start to chip away at their viewpoint and how they see you. It's, it's takes time, man. takes time to change the way people see you. Um, but you can still keep doing what you're doing, but gain their respect and admiration, I think. I know you've probably had difficulty with that, and we'll get into that a bit more too as the reason why you've written the book and how to survive these sort of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more of the viewpoint that you can regain and keep people's acceptance of you as a person and stuff or get it back. That's my viewpoint, but we'll get into that a little further on. I'll, I'll sure. stop that share now. But all right, back to what you were saying. Sorry. No, no problem. So. What was encouraging, and I think your listeners will be encouraged by the fact, is because I'm a content creator and I interact with so many people, um, I've got about almost 6,500 subscribers and close to 30 new a day that I found that people were telling me, oh, yeah, my kids don't talk to me. Oh, yeah, my spouse divorced me. I think I probably have interacted directly with close to 200 people who have been divorced by their spouse because they found out these things. Yeah, that wow. was staggering to yep. me uh, because I do, from time to time, people will say, well, you know, you can't ram things down people's throats, John. And I I totally understand, you know, if I had it to do over again, I probably would change some things, but I don't think it would have changed the outcome because this is an irreconcilable worldview, a, a difference that is based on, a worldview that is so radically different than the normie or the unconvinced. And and the things that we're talking about are so critically important. For instance, what if you're a truther and your spouse is not awake and they trust Fauci and they're going to go get the shot and they want to get all the kids get the shot? Yeah, I would say that a- that matters, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's a tough question. We've, we've, Andy, you want to share your thoughts on that? Because I think that's directly related to what you've probably been <laughs> through as well, mate. Yeah. Not with your, not with Billy, of course, but you know, your, your kids maybe. Well, 
Yeah, well, yeah, I've, I've raised three kids, but um, well, we'll get into that story a little bit. But like, uh, yeah, well, I don't know. Say what you want. Maybe, yeah, it, it is a big story, but like that, that, that scenario where you've got um, a married couple that uh, and with, with little children, and maybe they're separated or divorced or something like that, and one wants to go down to the monkey juice, and the other one like sees the truth behind the whole thing that's that's really really tough yeah and that that is that is soul crushing type of stuff yeah and that's, you're, that's you're almost that's, always going to lose that fight right it yeah. seems almost oh yeah because you've got the whole system on the other party side yeah exactly right? <laughs> that's right you can't Terrible, fight that. man. yeah yeah right. yeah um anyway i'll let john get into it yep. oh my gosh i saw a lot of marriages break up because of the shot because you know, it, it directly impacts you. It's kinetic. You yeah. know, if your spouse gets that, then they're shedding. I don't even want to kiss you anymore. You, you've got the cooties, right? Yeah. Well, John, that, that, that's been a thing even before COVID. Like, we, we've been on this train back when it was, you know, pushing mandatory flu shots, pushing, you know, all these yeah. kids' vaccines back then, you know. We're talking, you know, 2018, 2017, all that sort of stuff. But remember that, Andy? We were going to rallies, meeting families who were talking about this, mate. You know, like, you know, like, and, and we, we would see couples, like, marching, going, and the husband would be like, yeah, I'm not really with it, but my wife and my doesn't want to, so I'm supporting them. So we'd meet some good people. But, you know, we saw a lot of that, didn't we, mate? Just, just, just with regards to before the COVID, just giving shots to kids and stuff, you know, and not wanting to do it. It was the, mm. it's the vaccination whole autism yeah. thing yeah that's right everything everything around it pre pre-covid and um yeah the flu shots was a, was a huge problem like um way before all of this sort of stuff but yeah that 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 difference between like um two married couples man that is we've seen some absolutely horrific stories around mm -hmm. around that and uh, has led to like countless suicides like and terrible divorces and it's just this been horrific uh i'm sure i'm sure here and and in the u.s it, it wouldn't be anything different but um but yeah anyway go on john yeah so john how does one navigate that like what what's you've obviously come up with what you would call maybe your version of a solution hence writing writing the book so how, tell us how you at least navigated these waters mate and all that sort of stuff right well the answer is there is no answer. Um, <laughs> All right, thanks for joining us, mate. We'll catch you next yeah, time. Yeah, right? <laughs> Sorry to be Debbie Downer, but um, Jesus said that I didn't come to bring peace but a sword, and I will pit one against another. And then he says this, the members of your own household will be your enemies. That's what we're actually experiencing. And it's not just the truth of the gospel. It's truth, period. Truth divides people. And so the first step in trying to process what you're going through is to understand and be validated, okay? In other words, you're right and they're wrong. Let me say that again, truther. You are correct about these things that you've discovered. They're the ones that are deceived. And like Lee said, the problem is they got the entire power structure behind them, programming them to, you know, um, use character assassination terms like conspiracy theories, coop crazy. So you're being marginalized. You're very, you're a minority. So you go into the family gathering and they go, Oh, here comes Lee. Oh. So it's not easy uh, to find these things out because the data sphere is programmed to what I call the uh, death to truth or algorithm. 
is running in the minds of everybody, where they're not just normal people anymore, where they just maybe have a different viewpoint. No, they vitriolically attack you. And these are your loved ones, people that would normally be well-adjusted, suddenly become what I call panicked bullies. They freak out, man. I mean, it's just not normal responses that we get. And why, uh, why do you think that is, John? Have you have you took a bit of a dive into oh yeah the mentality behind that? So why, why what's your summation of well, why it's they act control. like that? It, our whole life we've had that model. So you'll have you know some show, let's say it's like a news show, mm-hmm. and then, okay, Jane, today. Our, our next guest is an unproven journalist that traffics in the dark corners of the internet, and they're here to talk to us about how the uh, moon landing is fake, these unproven conspiracies. Well, here he is, John Kerwin. So they're going to mock you. They're going to present you with a snarky, cynical tone. Yeah, they sip the narrative. Yeah. Right? And now you're watching this. You're not in the know, and so you're internalizing this in your subconscious. Okay, that's how I treat people that question the official story. Right. I rip them a new one. Yeah. So you, so you, you believe it's it's more of definitely a pre-programming all our mm-hmm. lives kind of thing. We've been taught to think that way and stuff. So right. why? Let me let me put this in. So so why why didn't you when you found out about the Fed? Why didn't you act that way? Wow, that's the great question. I addressed that <laughs> right up front. What makes you different? Book. <laughs> okay, so here's here's what I believe the answer to that question. So the, this is the most common question. Why don't they see and why do we see? Are we special? Does God love us more or something? Here's what I believe happens. You have a conscience. Everybody has this conscience. It's the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other. Okay, so you know right and wrong from the time you're a little baby. Don't touch that stove, Billy. No, don't take that cookie, Billy. I got to go over here. Billy waits till you leave. Right? He knows right and wrong. Okay, so let's use the moon landing as an archetype for all conspiracy theories. Sure. Whatever you believe, okay, that's not part of the official narrative, that's a conspiracy theory. All right, so you go and somebody shows you proof that the moon landing was fake, and you immediately see, well, that's impossible. Oh, my gosh. And this is where your conscience asserts itself. And it says that is lying is wrong, and they're lying. This is wrong, but that's as far as the conscience goes. It just is like a radar; it tells you what's right and wrong. Okay, hold on, my screen went black. There we go. All right. So then, at this point, now integrity presents itself. Okay, integrity is morals that you've, you you agree with, like the Ten Commandments, but or, or you know good qualities. But you have to decide that you're going to actually follow your morals. So morals is a verb. You can know what's right and wrong, but if you don't do it, you're typically not considered to have integrity. So integrity is knowing right and wrong and then following right and wrong no matter where it leads you. So what happens with with the normie is they see the evidence of the moon landing being fake or whatever it is, But then immediately, uh, while it's being presented, in the back of their mind, they're counting the cost. And they are realizing, whoa, this is really not, this is not true. However, if I go and accept this data, it's going to bring a hellstorm down on me like the Spanish Inquisition. So I'm not up for that. So I'm going to turn right and they're going to have a truth abortion and I'm going to attack you personally. 
Is this my best shot at getting out of this? So, yo, this is nonsense. You're crazy. And they're shutting you down. Okay, now the truther, for whatever reason, sort of a mystery, you're in that same process. You're seeing something so mind-bending for the first time. And you say, wow, this is really wrong. And But you're, you have integrity. So once again, congratulations, truther. Great job. God's proud of you. You have integrity. Because when you saw the moon landing fakery, you said, well, this is so obvious. I can't, I can't deny this. I've got to do something. I have to change my entire worldview, and now I have to speak out about it. Because that's what integrity demands of us. So congratulations. You have integrity. That's why people become truthers because they don't care about the consequences. They're going to follow the truth wherever it leads them. So it's, so it's well, in simple terms, maybe it's a simple character flaw on their part that they don't see it, like that they can't reach yeah. that point. It's, yeah, it, I agree. It's definitely They want a their happy life. That's yeah. what I say. They want their happy life. Okay. They're on a joy ride and you coming along with this stuff. You're a buzzkill basically. You're Debbie Downer and they, they don't want any part of it yeah. because it's going to turn their whole world be upside down yeah. and they're going to have to make all these changes. And they're like, no, I'm going bowling. The, the, I'm the, the you know, the ironic, <laughs> the ironic thing about that is you, you, you kind of don't like to, to a degree, you'll change a few things about your life. True. You can, you can literally still, and we yeah. call it we call it ghosting the system. You know what I mean? So yeah, we 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 you know or weathering the storm, whatever you want to, however we want to phrase it. But that's what we refer to it as. You can you're still within the system, but you're aware of what the system does and does to you. Right. So you can make adjustments and change things and do things a little differently in order to skirt the system and survive. You know, and and not fall into the trap. You know what I mean? But you can still use the system to your advantage when you need it. You know what I mean? Because there are obviously, yeah, there's still things we need. You know, we, we in our daily lives, we still need certain things to do, to have our life, to do the things we do, the things we like. You know, we're not all, we all don't all have the ability to go out in the middle of the woods, live in a log cabin and live right. and go fishing every day and have that life. Right. You know, we can't all do that. So you've right. got to find a way to live a life with having this knowledge and being able to, to, to skirt the system like we do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's certain things you can do. Um, and that's, and I think if you can, if people are aware of that, like it doesn't have to change everything about your life. You know, you, you're not going to then turn into a hermit that lives in a, in his mum's basement, you know, you know, looking at conspiracy videos all day long. You know, you're not going to become that person. You're going to live your normal life, but you're going to have this awareness. You're going to have this thing in your brain that's gone. I'm going to think about what just happened a little bit differently. You know what I mean? I'm going to try and think about it a little bit more rather than just accepting it for what it is. You know, and that's what that's I know that's what I I've definitely done. I mean, Andy, we all do the same thing. Yeah, you know, we we live we live our lives. We're still living in the same homes. We still do what we do. Yeah. But we see the world a lot differently, and we do what we can to make adjustments in order to live the way we want to live within the system. Still, uh, as much as we hate the system, we do still rely on it. You know what I mean? Like we're not. I'm not sitting here generating my own power or, or digging a well in my backyard. I still need the system, the government, whatever, to provide me certain things and stuff. As much as I hate that, I would love to be more self-sufficient, etc. Right. But I'm not there right now. So you know what I mean? Like that's that one small example. Um, you know what I mean? So if only, if only they, that's the thing, that's the ironic thing about it. If only they would realize that their, their, their whole paradigm isn't going to, to like their life isn't going to change so dramatically. You know what I mean? So I think 
if you can kind of get through to some people in that in the to help them along to wake up, you know what I mean? <laughs> I've almost yes. given up on this to be honest, because I think people are gonna find their own way eventually. But part of me still wants to help people to wake up in their journey and to do things right. differently and stuff. You know, I can't help that. I can't help that about myself. I still want to. Even though at times I reconsider think it's pointless. You're trying to wake people up, but part of me still wants to. But I try and encourage people to think for themselves a little bit more and just to think about things rather than accepting them. That that's sort of the base level where I'm at, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's just where I am with that sort of thing. But I just find it ironic, you know what I mean? That they, 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 the, the, the normies tend to think that that yeah, they're going to get shaken loose and everything's going to change and the world around is going to crumble and you know they're going to have to sell their house or you know <laughs> all these right. weird things. Like no, no, stop, stop, just shh for a second, you know, like hear me out. <laughs> it's well, not all going to change. We're going to do something with this knowledge, you know, we can do certain things, you know, and we can survive. <laughs> I remember now that you mentioned that my wife at one point asked me, well, what, what do you expect me to do with this information? Right, right. That's a common question too. Right. And I remember saying nothing, nothing like what you're saying, you know, they're not mutually exclusive. What difference does it make? I still have to go to work, don't I? You can know the lunar lander is fake and go to work. So, but my my answer was just, you know, don't. If you have integrity, you're not okay with being deceived and slow killed and enslaved. That it's not okay. Mm. And out of principle, you have to acknowledge: yes, this is happening. It's not fake, and stop lying to yourself because now you're conflicted. And here's here's a reason. It does matter because doesn't it matter to the fish if the worm that he wants is on the hook? True. Okay, let's go with the lunar lander. You you turn up your nose at that because it's conspiracy kook stuff. And then you turn up your nose at 9-11 and you just continuously mock people that are uncovering these things until you get to the shot. But now you're in that mode of, you know, arrogance and you're cerebral and you don't really want to talk about it. And so you, you bite down, you drink the Kool-Aid, you go get three shots. And now 90% of your immune system is toast <laughs> and you're dying. Right. Mm. So the, it does matter. And then, and then you also have the concept of second Thessalonians chapter two, where it says that God sends strong delusion when you are willfully ignorant. So, see you see in other words you can't unsee and the filter comes off in, in in degrees it's not all at once so there's a journey there's a process where you see the first thing and you're like what and that opens you up to the next and the next and the next and the next and all of them matter all of them matter now your response to this revelations depends on you are you a man or a woman are you young or old are you a child in a family or you know, are you? Do you have money, or resources, or not? Are you called to be an influencer? Like I, I, my career was always sales. I was a preacher. I'm wired. I'm wired to not shut up. That's. But the, but then the lady next door to me was a full blown conspiracy coop person like me, and we would have these conversations over the fence. But she never said boo to her husband or her kids or anything, and that's fine. That's not her journey. But if your journey is to make a difference, then you're not going to ever be happy just going along to get along. No. Because it's not your destiny. 
you've got to make that you know, and, and that's right for some people it's um there's a choice that has to be made and you'll you, yeah you're right there is a point where everything about your life if you have this integrity and, and you can't shut up it then everything will change and you've got to accept that and you've got to move on you've got to be strong enough and powerful enough to to accept that fact to lose people that may be very important to you or to at least let them know you know i i this this is in me i can't shut it up you know if you right. can't respect that then you're going to lose me do you do you want to lose me you got to start asking these tough questions you know um, again, that's a very hard thing. Um, one thing you reminded me of there when you were speaking too, John, is uh, another thing that actually came up with a previous guest that we had on the season finale of last season, which was Vinny Eastwood again. And uh, Andy, you may recall this, but he was talking about, you know, I think it was, it was like, oh, I, can't re- I can't remember the exact terminology, but something like the rule of six. You know, he goes, if, if one person says, you know, if, if you're a normie, John, right, and yeah. someone tells that normie or mentions something to that normie that's, you know, like on the conspiracy side of things, you know, it's it's mentioned to them about this one thing, like, you know, the shots are bad, for example. They're going to, they'll take on that information, but they'll they'll ignore it at the same time. A second person will say it to them. It'll, again, have the same effect. It'll take six people. By the time the sixth person says it, they're like, wow, six people have said this to me. Maybe I need to start looking and listening at this stuff. Maybe there's some truth to it because... I've had six people I know or, or who are in my world, my circle, my family, whatever it is, that have said this to me. That, that's That's got to mean something, you know what I mean? And that's that could be a, a turning point for them. So he, he likened it to, I, think, I can't remember if it was seven or six, but it was around that, that sort of number. It was only low, it was under 10, you know what I mean? And I thought that's that's interesting as well. That, um, and, and maybe that's one of those things that helps one of your family members go, you know, it's not, instead of you being the one to say to them, they need... Someone, one of their friends that says it, or your neighbor that's over the fence in passing says, you know, in a slight conversation, they drop that little seed in the truth bomb. Oh, at least I didn't get the shot. And then they walk away, you know, and well, that's weird that they right. said that. And then someone else, you know, down the grocery store that they know, the cashier that they always go and see says it to them because you've spoken to them and you've planted the seed already too. They know you're on their side of the fence. Then they drop that to them, you know what I mean? Like, and before you know it, they've had six people, six interactions in their week and then gone, Oh, shit, maybe John was right about this. So I'm like, and they start asking you questions. Yeah, you know what I mean. Was, I know that's like that's the dream effect. We want this to happen to everyone. You know this, yes. but that's that's he seems to think Vinny was like, well, this is the thing. I, he goes, I've seen it myself. It takes six people, you know, to to wake someone up to have that thing. It's like the you know, hundred monkey syndrome, whatever it is. You know what I mean? But it's that yeah, that's, yeah. that's the it seems to be the rule of thumb. Uh, I thought that was interesting as well. Well, it's raining red pills right now. I can't imagine being a normie. They got to be waking up. So I, I, I do have that hope and yeah. ambition that they're going to call me one day and like, Dad, listen, I, I have a new friend and they totally told me about the flat earth or whatever. And it's like, I can't believe it, but I think you're right. And I just want to apologize. I mean, that's my dream, you know? Yeah. And look, to be honest, I don't don't give up hope, man. I, you know, I just think it... it Mate, you could be on your deathbed and it happens to you. You know what I mean? But right. hopefully, you die. Hopefully, I hopefully you leave this 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 reality with that. Then it comes to you, you know, and you'll have that yeah. peace. But um, even if it's just one of them, you know, one of the four. But um, yeah, it must be tough, man. Like, and it must be tough for people like yourself who are in that position. Uh, and I think, can you remind the audience? I think if um, obviously they wouldn't have listened to the other show you did, but you said there's three types of of spouse. Um, yeah, my my. 
my research and my interaction with a lot, like thousands of truthers is, is in most cases, this ends in divorce. It's not a few. It's not some. It's most. Mm. Now, the ones that don't end in divorce is like the, the truther finds out stuff, but the normie spouse has grace. And so they don't believe any of it, but they're not a hardline normie, I call it, where they don't issue um, shut up or else orders. Ultimatums, yeah. Yeah, they let them have their obsession, but they're not allowed to talk about it. Then, and in that scenario, the, the marriage is vacuous. It's very difficult to stay married, but they manage it, okay? And then the other type is where this, and this one's weird, the truther finds out stuff, but the normie actually finds it out too, but they don't care. Like they believe the lunar lander is fake, but then they don't care about it, which I don't understand that one at all. Ignorance is bliss. Mm. I don't know. I mean, it's just like they don't care. Because I've found that most people that find this stuff out, it's, it's like it's, it's a front burner issue. It's not like, oh, well, that's interesting. And they go on with their life. No, it's something you start to look into and like, what? And there's like a passion about the truth. And anyway, then there's the f the select few where both spouses are truthers. Is that you? <laughs> and nice. And <laughs> wow. You guys are really fortunate, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're very lucky. Um, and we love our, our spouses for that, that we're um, on the same wavelength. Yeah, it's hard to get to. Not trying to flaunt that in your face, John, but that's, no, no, no. I don't. I don't that at all. That's where we're at, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The numbers, um, you know, and that can give folks hope when you realize that it, it's not you. In most cases, it wasn't you. Okay, it wasn't you that caused the breakup or the division, mm -hmm. or that your kids don't talk to you. It wasn't you. And one of the proofs of that is in and you guys will relate to this and all your listeners will agree with this okay never one time have i heard of a truther tell me they told their spouse if you don't talk to me about these things i've discovered i can't have a relationship with you yeah i've never had that yeah <laughs> right we don't say that no but what what is very common is that we're given the ultimatum if you talk about these things i can't have a relationship and watch this then what's unbelievable is then you're accused of not being able to have a relationship because of what you believe. So they're projecting their intolerance on you. Have you, and I know this happened to you, right? This is, you're speaking from experience here, obviously. Yeah. Did, did you ever call her on that? Did you ever call them out and go? Of course. And what was, what, <laughs> what happened? What did they say? The, what was you The like? most mind boggling one. Okay. My kids have basically told me that they think I'm a, a weak-minded boob that has, has been tricked by Photoshop tricks, and then I pick those lies over them so they're really hurt and angry. And they believe that I'm the reason the family broke up. And I don't know how many times I've told them, I said, honey, if I left, I would agree with you. But I didn't leave. I was asked to leave. I begged my wife not to do this. And then like, like a year after I went and I begged her on my knees. I said, I love you. I don't want to grow old without you. This is madness. And she said, I don't want to be married to you. We're in two different worlds. Now I'm telling this to my kids. So do you understand that it wasn't me? 
that caused this. No, they don't. They don't get it. They still think you're responsible for breaking yeah. up the family and stuff. Yeah, right, that's, that's harsh, man. My dumb beliefs that caused all this. Uh, well, in a way, it's true. What I found out did cause, like Jesus said, you're, the members of your household will be your enemies, but it's not my fault. It's true that what I found out caused the division, but I am not to blame. Great question. In fact, let me mention this. On my website, wakeuporelse.com, go to the resources tab. There's a new section there called Family Scripts, and I just wrote this script. And there's all these questions on there that can help you go back to your family and try to build bridges of understanding, re reconnect with them. Okay, yeah, there you go. So Scripts for Truthers, right there. And it's questions to help you reconcile with the strange normies in your life. Okay, and then underneath it is empathy statements. You'll be able to use that as well. Oh, that was a document. I just downloaded a document. Right? Yes, okay. it's yeah. a word. So what that does is I ask like questions like, do you believe that the things that I discovered have caused division between us? And they'll say, absolutely. And I say, do you believe that that division is 100% my fault? And then they'll be have to think about it. And I actually asked my wife that question, and she said, no, I think it's 50-50, which I don't believe she really believed that. But that's that's telling, how to draw. Telling you draw what you want to hear to make you go away. Yeah, sort of kind, <laughs> I think. Uh, that's what I mean. That, to me, again, that's just a sign of disrespect in my point of view. <laughs> well, sure. That's what we all feel. We're totally disrespected. We feel misunderstood. We feel rejected as all get out. Mm -hmm. and Andy, Andy, did you have something to say then? Powerless is another one. Oh, look, I can resonate totally with John's what John's saying, you know. Um, but can I just I just put something that's really, really like struck out with me in the last probably four or five years. Like everything is frequency, right? Mm -hmm. Everything mm -hmm. is a vibration. Like yeah. humans, humans are basically like particles of frequency. Yes, and and or particles of of energy mm. resonating. Um, yep. Yeah, we all resonate. Like me and my wife, luckily for us, um, we we resonate at the same frequency, right? So we're able to take in information, and both of us look at the information, and go, "Oh wow, yeah, yeah, okay, I can see how that that works." But you know, like when somebody isn't resonating at the same frequency. AKA my son, my brother, my mm. brother's wife, my parents. Um, the, there isn't, there isn't, when the frequencies aren't aligned, you can put all of the documentation, you can say all the words, it doesn't make any difference. The problem isn't you, what you're saying, it's a problem with the frequency of the human that you're trying to talk to is. On a on a, a lower wavelength. Yeah, yeah. And until and until that frequency comes close to matching, then you you won't be able to get anywhere. The only option you have is to lower your own frequency yep. down to their down to their level. <laughs> so true. Which man. which is a, like if you want to do that and start drinking beer and get mm. into the porn and 
mm. you know, like and having the TV turned on 24 seven. Right, right. You know, right. if you want to lower your frequency, then you'll fix all of those problems. But how can you do that? How, when you, when you've experienced frequency at a higher level and your mm-hmm. mind is open to more advanced things, how can you go backwards? You, you're killing yourself. Like, yeah, it's detrimental. Yeah. So that's why a couples can't exist on opposing frequencies, same as two magnets that are pointing. Yeah, that, two poles, the same like, poles. Two, will, will, two poles, they, they can't yeah. ever come together because the frequency is, is misaligned. And we're, we're coming into an age now where this frequency of humans is, is much more pronounced and we mm-hmm. have the ability for our frequency to rise beyond the, the 3D up into the fourth dimensional now. And, and this is a beautiful thing. And embrace it. But unfortunately there are going to be other humans that will be left behind. And, it's, and that's how I see it, and that's how I see these, these couples are being ripped apart, families are being ripped apart, is yeah. because of the separation of frequency. And, look, it's taken me a while to, like, understand this and to forgive myself and to understand that, but I'm not going backwards. I'm not, I'm not going to lower myself Hell into no. low frequencies just to accommodate other people of my family and yeah. and look that's where we're at I'm I'm with my beautiful wife now and and we we have a mission and we're pushing it higher and faster and we're we're doing it man and that's yeah. that's that's where we're at yeah. and John will, will will definitely find himself a partner of higher frequency and and then life will change again for for him. I'm absolutely mm-hmm. sure of it. Yeah, that's yeah, so that's, profound, you, John. You that's can't be saying the things and doing the things you're doing without vibing with someone else that you will find matches you. And you'll you'll yeah you'll definitely find. I'm not sure if you're with someone now or not. I'm not, I'm not no, no, no. Yeah, I'm, but I've, Andy and I are like, well, it's bound to happen. It has to because you you will you have to find your your frequency partner, and you'll just bang, you'll gel, bang, you'll you're in it. You know what I mean? It'll take time. I, I, I totally, I've, I've been holding out for my wife to be converted and call me, you know, because I really have faith that God's going to intervene. But I want to respond to what Andy said, because that is so profound. Because what, what happens about, I love that idea that you have to lower your frequency to be with them. That's exactly what they tell you is they say, don't talk to me about crazy things or else. So what does that mean? What that means is that you are then forced to pretend that you're deceived like they are by being silent for the rest of your life. You have to pretend you're like them, mm. which means you lower your frequency. You have to, you know, mold yourself to their worldview. Well, that's debilitating. It's so, it's so. You can't uh, do it, man. Yeah, you can't. Well, you're not being truth to yourself. You can, but you you're, what you're, if it's uh, your kids, though? Your kids are 12, 14. You know, it's so impossible to just cut them off. It's not like it's even a lifelong friend that you can no. go on with your life without. These you've, just your kids. Gotta, you've just got to, I guess, give the ultimatum back to them, in a sense, trying to be like, well, I'm always going to be here for you when you need me. You can always count on me. I will always be here for you. Yes. I will always love you. 
you can come to me whenever you want. I'm here. You know what I mean? <sighs> if you provide them with that, and then they they'll take on their own course as they get older. They'll they may realize you know I need my dad. I miss my dad. You know like. And you've, you've given them that. You've told them you're always there for them. You're never, ever going to shut them out, ever, you know, of course. At the same time, that's all, though, you, that's all you can do, John, you know. Right. You, you more Provide them a safe harbor, and they will come back one day, you know. Okay. However, what I liken it to, and, I, you know, I try to be there, just talk about what's important to them. Your boys, school, you know, and that's, that's all they want. They just want a dad that's there for them and wants them and talks to them and is okay they don't want this dad that's on a crusade you know so but that's <clears throat> that's who the truther is so it's like a guy that goes to um on three tours in afghanistan or wherever and he's like kills 30 people and he watches the guy next to him have his head blown off and he's just like talk about vibration he's like <laughs> he's like totally different man He's gone through hell and back, and no one could ever – he could never explain what it's like to go through what he went through. And then he comes back, and now he's at his 12-year-old daughter's birthday party, okay? And there's music, beep, 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 beep. And they got balloons, and Bozo the Clown is there, and he's just like <laughs> on the inside. He's vibrating with death and destruction and all this stuff, and his mind is just going – And he, but he's – in, outside, he's just standing there, and he's trying to fit in, but he's different. He's no, he's ruined for this environment. He's just, he can't relate to this at all. Mm. I'm sorry, I love mm. you, but I'm not the same guy. Yeah. That's us. And and well, we've been, I've been through that too. You you get put yourself in environments where you're like, you're so uncomfortable because you're with a whole bunch of. <laughs> normies that you, you know you can't talk to about the things you want to talk to but it it's it's basically think of it as just a test of strength john that's all i do is i just think it's a test of strength i've got to sit here i've endured this and i will show people how strong i am to be amongst this and then yeah. walk out with my head held high not changed still going to be doing the things i do you know what i mean like um it's all it is it's just everything we go through and this is a test and i think you're being i think personally i think you're being tested now man and i think what you're you're on a good journey you're in a good path um listen to me like I'm, <laughs> like i'm the preacher or something but um <laughs> i just think you're in a yeah your your journey right now writing this book helping others you know you're you're, you're talking to lots of people about their problems and all this sort of stuff I think it's fantastic, man. Like it's that's it's a good thing. You keep doing what you're doing. I think you're gonna vibe with some people. You're gonna meet people. You're gonna find that like there's so many more like-minded people, um, just reaching out and connecting. You know what I mean? Um, and you're gonna be the better person for it. And I think when you're a kid, how how old is your eldest and how old is your youngest? Um, my son's 21, and then I got three daughters that are 15, 15, and 16. Right. When they, I think as they grow older and they go to, you know, maybe they'll go to university or college, whatever you call it, um, yeah. in their lives, they go to work, they'll be, once their group and their circle expands of who they interact with on a daily yeah. basis, they will start to come across those, the rule of six, they're going to start to, they'll oh, interact, yeah. they will interact with the, those, those four or five people, six people, they will start dropping truth bombs on them and then it's only a matter of time before they hit the key information, the key thing that makes them go, holy shit, this is yep. what my dad was talking about. And then yep. 
you'll get the text, man. You'll get the email. You'll get the phone call. You'll get the, the knock on the door, man. Like, it's, I'm telling you, it's coming. It's, it literally is only a matter of time. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful for you because I don't want to yeah. see people go through that. We all want, you know, we all want people to be on our side of the fence and stuff. And yeah, sure. there's going to be there's going to be those that aren't there. But yeah, all, all you've got to do, like I said, is be that safe harbor. Be there. Tell them you, you come and see me whenever you want, any time of day. I'm here for you, no matter what. You know what I mean? And as long as they know that, then the door's always open for them, you know? And I, and that goes to all the listeners. Anyone else who's experiencing the same thing, you know, don't give up hope that you'll reach certain people and stuff. You, you've got to let them run their own course. You you can't steer their own ship for them, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, but anyway, <laughs> that was that's my thoughts on the, on the topic there. Um, look, and yeah, we, we kind of play the waiting game. You know, again, it's a t- again you're being tested. Your patience is being tested. How long can you? How long can someone wait before they have them come to them? You know what I mean. Like I said, you could be on your deathbed when they before they do. You know what I mean. But it could be your entire life. Could be tomorrow. Maybe they listen to a podcast. Maybe they listen to someone else that they respect that says something to them that, that shakes them loose. You know what I mean. It's it's only a matter of time. Pete, I I just think everyone's everyone is capable of it. I don't think I, I actually don't think that that everyone. That there are people out there that can never be woken up. I think I actually do believe. Funny, uh, I, maybe it's a romantic part of me that says it, but I think everyone can have their paradigm shifted. It can be shaken loose. That can put on the glasses and see the mm-hmm. world for what's really going on. I think everyone has the ability to do it. It's just a matter of time. I think time. Yeah, people come to this in their own time for they sure. They do. They really do. Like, let me, let me relay my, hold on to that thought, but let me quickly relay my, my own personal experience. My example of this, my listeners know this, Andy knows this, and I've told this story before, but I'll tell you as well. I used to work in the hospitality industry and I used to be in charge of marketing and promotions and entertainment for what they have here is called a, a leagues club, like a football club that has its own restaurants, bars, entertainment, that sort of thing. Um, and I used to book bands and things, and I would book this soloist on a particular night, you know. And one day he was out on he was out having a cigarette in a designated area out on the deck, and I went out to sort of hurry him up because he was giving me the shits. I'm like, man, you should be on stage. I'm not paying you to smoke that sort of thing, you know. Like I went out there to hurry him up, and um, he's like, yeah, you know, Rose, I'll be in a second. Let me just finish my smoke. I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. And then he he just he just had um a DVD on him. And he goes, hey, if you have you ever seen this before? I'm like, well, what is it? And he goes, he goes, oh, there's a lot of stuff. And he goes, look, yeah, conspiracy things and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. Oh, sounds interesting. Just kind of placating me a little bit, you know, just to get the, finish the cigarette, man, get back on stage, you know. And I, but I didn't, I don't know, something in me didn't, I didn't just walk out and put it in the bin. Like, I grabbed that DVD. I'm just a curious guy by nature. And I put it in yeah. my, my laptop bag and I, it sat there for months, months, just sat in there. And one night I got home from work late. Nothing on TV. I, just, I like to wind down a bit, you know. I didn't really feel like playing video games or anything because I was a younger guy back then. I'm sitting there having a whiskey and I'm like, I'm going to watch something. I've seen uh, I watch something I haven't seen before. I've got that DVD. I'll put <laughs> it on. 
And, it, and whether you've seen it or not, and whether it means anything to anyone, but it was the DVD of the documentary called Zeitgeist. And yeah. you know, it woke me up to the Fed, you know, the Federal Reserve, money creation, all this sort of stuff. And, I was, and that was that was my turning point right there and then. After that, I started looking at researching everyone who was in the documentary and looking into those people, looking at the work they'd done, thinking, I'm like, how did I was like, well, how did this, how did I miss this? Like, <laughs> that was my thing. Like, look at all the work these people have been doing. Look at the books they've written. Like, you know, like David right. Icke, how many books has David Icke written, Andy? Like, fucking hell, like so many, you know? I'm like, you've got a bunch of them, you know? He's written so many books. I'm like, how many you reckon he's, yeah, he, he's done? Dozens oh, I think he's played, oh, 10, maybe. About, be about 15. But there, there you go. You know, I'm like, these people have written that. volumes of information and I haven't seen any of it. And I'm like, how did I miss this? So I started looking at and researching more and that was me going down the rabbit hole. That was my turning point right there and then. A moment of boredom, John. <laughs> you know, mm. I was bored and I wanted to watch something I hadn't seen before. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a wow. doco that some entertainer just gave me on a whim, you yeah. know, because he'd gone down the rabbit hole and he'd made copies of this DVD to give to people. You know what I mean? So, and he's like, yeah. and, and then they encourage you, make copies, give it to other people, you know, like watch it on YouTube, share the links, all that sort of stuff. So that's right. all it took for me, literally. That's so minute, a moment of boredom. I wanted to be entertained. And it just so happened a documentary was my form of entertainment <laughs> that night. So, I mean, it's weird, but that's what I mean. It can be something so stupid that can shake people loose. It just takes time. You're never going to know when it is, when lightning strikes, wherever it fucking wants to. You know what I mean? No doubt. <laughs> it's, it's bizarre. Now, and finally, you should say this, but I'll, I'll hold this up to the camera so you can see it. I make, I've got these, ah. you call it, call it a stubby cooler. It says conspiracy beery. Nice. Right? And Excellent. on it. Just here is a little picture of the moon landing being filmed. Excellent. <laughs> Plus, I've got chemtrails, I've got the alien head, I've got twin towers over here, you know what I mean? Like, so I've got, I give these to people, you know, like friends and stuff. I'm like, yeah, check these out. It's a good talking point when you go and have beers and, and you know, catch up with friends and if you're sitting there holding this and it's in their face while you're drinking it, you know, and they're like, oh, it's like, oh, yeah, check this out, man. Like, it's cool, eh? Have a few conspiracy beeries, you know, and you make it light and fun. Yeah. And then they start asking questions and what are your thoughts on this? And you engage them in this conversation and keep it light, you know, but it opens up, it plants seeds and I'm all about that, man, just planting seeds. So, um, yeah, that's 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 that was my journey. I just sort of share that with you and the listeners once again. If oh, for anyone new sure. listeners who have come on board, that was that was me. But anyway, <laughs> hopefully you've still well, you got that thought before. So yeah. you mentioned how people are leaning into you and and like at gatherings, they're yeah. now seeking you out. And I'm noticing that. Like <laughs> I'll go to restaurants because I'm alone. I always sit at the bar, so I'll, I'll be around other people. So I'm not yeah. sitting at a table by myself. Right. And I always bring a copy of my book, and you know some other book. That stimulates conversations and invariably the people will notice the book and they'll say, Oh man, are you a conspiracy theorist? And they'll start peppering me with questions. And then the whole bar will be involved in the conversation. So it's becoming trendy yeah. to be a conspiracy theorist now. Yeah, man. It is. And, and and as much as I hate it for what it is, but social media has been a valuable tool. Yeah. And I think it's important to use you know, fight fire with fire and all that sort of stuff. 
you know, we've right. used it as a valuable tool to help wake people up and to share information and all that sort of stuff. And, and I think, you know, when people are sitting there flicking through their social media like they do, wasting their time, they'll invariably come across a video or something that someone's saying, hey, this happened to me. It's really weird. It reminds me of this. You know, and then before you know mm -hmm. it, that's what your kids are being exposed to. And maybe that's an avenue that might reach them. You know, they'll start to see influences because that's what it is. Unfortunately, I hate it. But that's what's reaching young people these days is influences. And all it takes is one of them to that they respect for some whatever reason um, that asked and starts asking strange questions and going against the grain just a little bit that they start going, yeah. oh, man, if, if they're doing it, maybe I it's OK for me to do it. You know, it's like they're seeking permission almost these these kids these days. Like it's got to be cool. It's got to be trendy. And like you said, you're at the bar. You've got your book. The uh, conspiracy theorist survival guy, you're sitting there. <laughs> people are like, man, yeah, I lost my wife because I fucking <laughs> I was trying to talk about 9-11, you know, and, <laughs> and you're going, right. yeah, well, let's talk about this, you know, like uh, maybe I can help. You know? <laughs> um, but that's good. I, I, I think that's a great idea. And th these are the th sort of things you got to do with that, like, that book sitting on a bar. That's like sitting there putting a seed in the soil, man. It's just waiting mm -hmm. for something to sprout right there in front of your eyes, you know. It's incredible stuff, and I, I'm, kudos to you for having the the, the talent the, and everything else to be able to write a book, man. Like I always wish that, that's one of my goals. I like to do one day. I've still got something sitting in the wings, but um, yeah, I'd like, that's anyone who's who's been able to put together a work of art in a book like that is is got my respect. That's for sure. And um, yeah, well done uh, from my part, man. And I'm sure Thanks. Andy feels the same for being able to to write a book and to help people. Cause I think that's what your book is doing. It's, it's giving people hope. It's giving people that, um, to, reminding them to, that integrity is important, you know, that it's okay. It's okay to be awake. It's okay to be the guy that asks questions and is into these things. And you're not crazy. You're not the one yeah. that's given the ultimatums. You're not the one that's, that's ruining people's lives just because you've had a moment of truth come into your brain, you know, so yeah, well well done for that, man. I yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah, writing a book is no joke. I think it was the hardest thing I ever did. It took me like six months and I pulled a lot of content from talks that I've done even. So mm. but you get into editing and you know, you gotta pay somebody. I paid somebody two grand to edit it and then a fifteen hundred to to do the audio version. So it's a pretty big project, but I was determined and it's been well received I, I get a lot of comments you know like john i never read books and i certainly don't write reviews but i couldn't put this down i read it in two days awesome you know i i actually read it myself when i go out i'll take it with me because there's so many different things in there and i'll just pop it open and i'll just start laughing out loud because i forget oh man i forgot about that have you thought about are you is there a part two on in the works if you yeah thought, you, you're on yeah I, I knew you would i had a feeling Absolutely. i was like there's gotta be there's more to it for sure so you've got a part two underway what have you is there uh right well the, what i'm working gotta, on how far through are we how like like especially with kids right how do you get because what what happened with me is i was told don't talk about these things but then worse I would say, all right, well, listen, you know, let's just talk about what happened to mom. I don't want to talk about it. So just any type of discussion where you're talking about dealings of the heart was shut down also uh, because, because the topic still reminds them of their fear and their anger of these topics. 
So the door is just slammed in your face to some degree. And I also noticed my kids in, in the three years now, two years, they never ask me, how you doing, Dad? Because they don't want to open the door where I might say something crazy, even though I don't talk about it anymore. So there's this slam door shut thing in your face. So how, what I'm working on is strategies of how to draw them out into the open. Yeah, good. Right? Yeah. Because it, you, can't, you can't just blow your kids off. I cry every day. This is hell on earth. Yeah, so tough. Um, I'm, I'm saying things like, listen, I'm heartbroken that we're not spending more time together and that we don't long to be together. And I think there's two main things that are separating us. And I start to outline, it's, you know, maybe the things that I did wrong. I, and so, like uh, Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, seek first to um, understand and then to be understood. So my approach is to say that and then to basically say, look, I know that I made errors and mistakes in this. And what I want you to do is just share with me what the things that that I did or whatever that made you upset, and I'm not going to respond. I'm I'm not. There's going to be no crosstalk, so you'll feel safe to share your heart. And then when I when you get done, I'm just going to tell you. Listen, I I heard what you said, and I totally understand. And I want you to understand that I'm sorry. What I did was wrong. And you basically give them the floor to share their heart, because whether it's true or not, it's reality is perception is reality, right? So they feel like you wronged them. And then that would be one technique that I'm going to develop that will help you go, specifically your children. Because a lot of people have had told me their children don't talk to them anymore, which is heartbreaking, man. Mm. And so that's what the next book, it's going to be a deeper dive into like real techniques or strategies that we can try to deploy to stay in these people's lives. I'll give you another one. Okay, this is an important one. I'm told don't talk about crazy things or else. Well, guess what? They never tell you what the crazy things are. What's crazy? I actually made a list. It's in the book. It's three pages long. The sun, the moon, the stars, gravity, space, this is like everything. Right, so, right. <laughs> okay, however, this is what happens. This just happened to me with one of my kids. We go out for coffee, and she brings up this LBGT person goes into a Christian school and shoots it up. Now, I would never bring up a school shooting to any <laughs> of my family because that's negative and controversial. But what happens is they tell you don't talk about crazy things, and then they bring you into a conversation about a crazy thing. Okay, well, this is intangible, okay, because I'm – I'm entrapment. <laughs> it's, it's like, wait a minute. You're telling me don't talk about these things, and then you're invoking a conversation they're, they're about baiting you. They're baiting you. They want to put you in a rock and a hard place. So again, that's a sign of disrespect, no, actually. No, <laughs> they don't really even realize what they're doing. Well, it's on a subconscious level then, but yeah. So what I'm saying to them is, look, I am willing to observe your boundary. But I have a boundary of my own, and this is what the boundary is. I have no need to convince you of anything. I don't need you to believe what I believe to be in my life. That's your rodeo, okay? However, this is my boundary. If you're going to be in, me, in my presence and you bring up something that I have 
a different view on, you're going to hear what I have to say. So if I have to walk on eggshells, so do you. This is your censorship guideline. You're telling me I can't talk about anything that challenges your beliefs. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll observe your boundary, but I'm going to place one my own. If you bring up 9-11, let's say, if you bring it up, then you're going to hear what I have to say. Now listen <laughs> to this next statement. If those terms are not acceptable, then I accept your ultimatum. We won't have a relationship. I'm calling them on their on their nonsense. Yeah, and I think you have to to a yeah. point. You've you've got to you've got to be meet me. It's got to be an equal playing field, big time. Relationships require mutual respect. That's right. That's absolutely. Right. Yeah, it can't be a one way street. And you got to say you got to put that in words too. Let them know that that's that's just the case. Sorry, I got an itchy foot here, mate. <laughs> I did that, and they didn't like. It. I sent them a couple of letters, very loving, well affirming. You know, this is not me rejecting you. Okay, I'm he. I'm the one writing letters. I'm calling you, but I have to tell you, I'm not willing to be disrespected for finding out the truth. You know, you don't believe it's the truth. That's your decision. You don't look into it. But here's my thing: if you're going to be with in my presence and you bring up something. Because, see, they're making you walk on eggshells around them. Yeah, yeah. But then then they're bringing you into these conversations, which they've forbidden you to talk about. What I'm not going to do is mouth the words that they that I, I think they want me to say. Right? Like, for instance, if they bring up the, the, the latest NASA mission. Oh, NASA. Or no, Elon's going to Mars if they bring that up. What they require from me is, oh, yeah, isn't that cool? Elon's going to Mars. No, he's not going to Mars. It's total nonsense, <laughs> right? <laughs> is he? You're just, just going to ask questions. Like, oh, is he? Is he? I mean, right. yeah, just, but no. <laughs> I, could, yeah. I could do that. But see, that's my point is I'm not willing to go that far. I'll be quiet, but I'm not going to lie with words out of my mouth to you so you can feel comfortable in your deception. No, that's my boundary. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yep. I, mean, it's, I think uh, you definitely the, the, the book definitely needs to to have that next level of yep. how to deal with things. Yeah, so that's good. I'm glad you're working on that, mate. That's, that's awesome. Um, Andy, uh, anything you'd like to um, ask, ask of John uh, before we uh, start to wrap things up at all, mate? Any comments, um, questions? <laughs> Elon Musk. I mean, it just blows me away. <laughs> comes out with... It comes out with crap like that, and then mm. and then he's like, you know, trying to be the, you know, his work with Twitter and stuff. It's sort of it's so confusing on what side of the fence he's on. But oh, I know. anyway, um, beware, beware of false just, idols, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't trust them. But um, but yeah, it, I mean, it is interesting. I I just wanted to make one point too. Like um, me and my wife were talking, you know. Um, in the last week or so, um, about the analogy uh, with colour blindness and not being able to see information that's presented to you, you know? Like if mm. the in information in regards to like 9-11, um, for example, and it's on a different frequency, of course, but like if it's written in blue text and you have a colour blindness around blue, right, you just... You could scream at these people like till you're blue in the face, That's and cool. and they won't see it, right? Because yep. 
because they just their, their brain has shut down from any of that kind of information. It's not that they're being arrogant or disrespectful or anything like that. They just can't see it, you know. And it's and it's kind of like a useful analogy when you're talking about people that just can't see, you know, truth is sort of truth is stuff if it's presented Mate. to them even even really well like they just they can't see it because they can't friggin see blue <laughs> Mate, it's know? so funny that you say it because that's like what i said at the beginning the reason why he's trying to put those fucking sunglasses on him is because it changes the frequency so he can see what's going on like yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. hidden it's hidden from everyone no one can see it until you you put them on, you're like, holy shit, I've just had my frequency change. I can see fucking everything now. I can see yeah. the yeah. aliens. I can see this. I can see the messages, the hidden subliminal things everywhere. They just can't see it because they need that. They need the frequency change. Yeah, that's right. So maybe you need to <laughs> work out a way to almost subversively oh, raise someone's just, frequency, but without them realizing it so they're then more... That's open to accepting information. How do you do that? And that's here's, a good question. Here's, here's the kicker. You can't. That's the kicker. No. You just can't. <laughs> Don't it's, you dare tell me you can't. <laughs> just, yeah, you just can't. You know, like I that's, refuse that's to the, accept that, Andy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so, like, anyway, that's, that's, that. that's my closing, closing comment, boys. Interesting. All right. Thanks, Andy. All right. Um, yeah, John, um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the last word before we wrap up, mate. But yeah, I, I, I wanted to just say thanks for coming on. It's been an interesting chat and I'm glad yeah. someone's out there like yourself who's thought about this. He's thought about what, what do we do? I need I need help. I need a guidebook to, to help me navigate how to deal <laughs> with being me, being the person who who's open to realizing that there are conspiracies and that people conspire to do evil against other people. You know what I mean? I'm not yeah. just a conspiracy theorist. I'm a conspiracy realist. You know what I mean? Maybe that's, maybe that's the title of the next book, but <laughs> yeah. uh, the conspiracy realist survivor guide. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, I'm glad someone out there who's actually done this because we've all sort of talked about it. How do you navigate this? We've all had our own version of mm -hmm. something that's gone wrong in our lives with family, friends, whoever it might be, coworkers, that aren't receptive to this and, and we're being shunned, we're losing jobs, we're losing relationships, yeah. marriages, albeit family members. You know, how do we how do we navigate this? I think and I, I hope, I really do hope, I'm sure hopefully you've had testimonials, hopefully, John, that you can share with us, maybe, that people have got this book or have gone, yeah, this has helped me. This is this is I've this has helped me fix something. I've remained true to myself, I've given me hope, it's given me confidence, it's given me, you know, the ability to rely on the truth within. Yeah. Um, and it's wonderful that someone out there has done this, and it's a pleasure to meet the person who has. So once again, thanks, thanks, John. Nice. Um, have Great. you had some testimonials? Have you oh, had yeah. someone? Please, please enlighten us. Tell us someone uh, about some of the stories that someone's helped with. Oh well, I mean, you can go to. Uh, Is it on the Amazon? website? Read the reviews. Oh, it's yeah, on Amazon, right? Okay. Um, but yeah, the like I said, the experience is universally the same for everybody. So when people read it, they're just people say, "I laughed, I cried." I've read, you know, this was my life story. Uh, I can't believe, you know, the things I'm reading in here. Yeah, there's a testimony from Dr. Paul Grafton Holt. He's a biblical theologian friend of mine. And uh, it's just, 
there isn't really anything like it that I've seen. There's basically two kinds of books. One is written by people that are trying to convince our spouses or friends that we're crazy. And the other half is trying to convince people, you know, that the moon landing was fake or whatever. But this is this is not for either of those. This is for the people that already know it's fake. And, you know, how do you how do you manage with the, 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 the pushback? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so just for the listeners out there, I'm just showing this um, to the viewers, to the members there are. Yeah, he's got a bunch of five-star reviews, which is awesome. So, yeah, go on. I'm just doing this in the background. So, <laughs> this so one's the good. members can watch it, yeah. It's, Feel it free to rewind. Go for it, yeah. Rest for your abused soul in this book. If your eyes are open and everyone around you is in a coma, this book will help you. <laughs> Time to speak out, truthers. And... Uh, the wolf is dwelling the, with the lamb, Isaiah 11.6. Yeah, that's a reference to a Mandela effect change. That's a whole nother interview, the Mandela effect and the Bible changes. Whew, that's, a, that's a topic, boy. Yeah, well, I might have to catch up with you one day. I've done the Mandela effect stuff before and, you know, things okay. that mean, we talk, I've talked a bit about it and stuff. But it'd be good interesting to do it. Perhaps we might do a member show, just a member-only show with you, and we, we might go through a few examples uh, one day. So I might get in touch with you about that if you don't mind. Sweet. Absolutely. I'd love it. Cool. Um, Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like triage for truthers. You really are taking it on the chin and this will, this will really lift your spirits. It'll validate what you believe. It'll give you a spring in your step because you're now going to know, okay, I'm not crazy. And you know, I'm not off in the rails, off in a ditch and, and gives you some practical insight, a lot of anecdotes and just understand what makes you tick. The, like the whole last chapter is why truthers are willing to lose everything. And there's like 12 different sub chapters. It's a lot, of, a lot of stuff in there that really help people. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely put uh, the links in the show notes for anyone who's interested. Please do click on through. Um, cool. And yeah, feel free to support John's, John's work. Uh, grab a copy of the book. Um, it is available on Amazon. Uh, I'll put a link to the Amazon Australia website. Um, cool. Just for our listeners, it's obviously mainly our audience. Ooh, let me just go back to yeah. Stopping. Thank you for doing that. Me. Yeah. No pleasure. Uh, yeah, that's all I had to say, John. Uh, any any final uh, uh, words uh, you'd like to add for the rest of the show? Uh, anything else? I know you're working on another version of the book. Anything else that you do in your life that might help people, or can they reach you? Where's the best place to reach you? All that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. My email is please wake up or else at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out to me with questions. We do live streams pretty regularly, usually like Saturday night, where you can participate, you know, in the chat. And then we also have a, a truth or hangout. I don't know what the time difference is. It's 7 p.m. Eastern. So whatever that is for you guys. Well, that was, and, I think, 10 a.m. Brisbane time because okay. uh, you, you were doing that before. I think that's yeah. why we put the show back about an hour. I think, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it's about, so that, it's about 10 a.m. Uh, Saturday uh, Australia okay. time. Yeah. Yeah, that's on free conference call. You can download the app or go to the website, and then the, the passwords wake up or else. So that that's just kind of an attempt to create community. You know, because you're on camera, you can get to know people, mm-hmm. and uh, that's kind of what we're doing. We're a Christian community for the truthers. Awesome. Good stuff. Yeah, man. All right. Well, thanks again, John. I really do appreciate you coming by for the show and for chatting to the listeners. I hope everyone had a great, uh, great time listening. Thank you for uh, notching another one up on the belt for season six, episode one for the Excellent. general knowledge podcast. <laughs> man. Thank you very much. <clears throat> 
Uh, Andy, I'll get you to hang around. John, I'll let you go for the show, mate, and I'll be in touch. And uh, maybe, yeah, we'll do a member show soon, mate, if that's all awesome. right with you. You bet. Cool. I look forward to it. Hey, thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day. All the best, John. Thanks again, man. I'll um, I'll just remove you from the call. Thanks, buddy. Yep. Okay, Andy. Take care. Take care, Lee. See you, John. Thank you. Oh, just before, oh, just so, just quickly. Yeah, you're, you're right, bloody. You talk, yeah. you talk about the moon landing thing, right? <laughs> yeah. It's fucking. It always makes me laugh. It's so hilarious. It really uh, is. The, isn't it? yeah. It's just you know the thing that really gets me is that you know that thing with the buggy. You know, with yeah. the, one of the astronauts driving really fast like a lunatic in the yeah. buggy. Yeah. Once, when you see that it's a, like a like a remote control buggy with a little like plastic figurine in there, because the arms don't move, right? Yeah. If you can imagine, it's like it's like like this the yeah. whole time. Yeah, yeah. Like if you were driving a buggy, you'd be like. You'd be all over the place. It'd be so uneven. Yeah, when I know. You, when you when you see the thing that the arm sitting there, just like an action <laughs> action figurine, I mean, you can't unsee that shit, yeah. right? And then it's also it's, where where did that buggy come from? How can that with three blokes exactly in this lunar tiny little lunar lander thing somehow? Like where, yeah. where did they put it? Where did it did it fold in? Yeah, where did it come from? Like, did they assemble? How did they assemble it? Like, like it's so stupid. Yeah, know, we're just, just, we're, just the wheels just, alone would yeah. be hard to put in there. Like, yeah, just yeah. it's just crazy, you know. It's, but there's so just, much evidence to prove that it's for, or, or to at least to question the official narrative of it. There's so much, yeah. so many questions that you can you can raise that don't get answered properly. It's like, yeah, how can anyone actually believe it? You know, it's yeah. It just anyway. I was just thinking about that that like toy basically that they filmed as like this RC RC toy that they filmed like doing doing burnouts on. What it's popped up in my beat. social media feeds lately actually because a few people have been asking the same questions. Yeah, it's yeah, funny to watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. It's 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 fun. It's a fun topic, I reckon. It is. Without, well, for the listeners out there, I did I did the moon landing hoax episode on one of the Patreon shows um, with uh, my guest uh, Ari Asulin from Paradigm Threat. We did a moon landing hoax episode. So if anyone's interested in, in watching that episode and hearing uh, all of the uh, controversial evidence and so forth, uh, yeah, you, you've got to go and join up at the Patreon or buy me a coffee. It's on there as well. Um, yeah. yeah, it'll be in the links will be in the show notes. But yeah, that's interesting stuff. Yeah, we've definitely covered it. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Anyway, it was just in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, well, unfortunately, it looks like uh, Ethan wasn't able to uh, join in for this, and we'll get him on the next one. And Ethan's had plenty of new yeah. developments over there at TOTT News, has continually pumped out all the articles and everything else, but he's got a few new things happening over there at the website too. But we'll go through that when we when we catch up with him next. Uh, how long are you away for, um, Andy? Uh, uh, when I'll you're be lo- back on Looting and pillaging? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back with like hopefully 15 TVs in my suitcase. Like. Oh, so two, you're away for two weeks, okay? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. What? So what? Or oh, what day do you fly back in? I don't want to. Twenty seventh. Don't want to actually. You know, we might have to do it like at least. I'll, I'll give you at least a day to catch up with Billy before I um, <laughs> grab you to do a podcast. Oh, you're all good. <laughs> so that'll be a. So you're back on the Saturday. We might. Maybe we'll try and do it like Monday night or something. The 29th. Yeah, be good. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, all right. Good stuff, man. All right, it was good to catch up with you, buddy. I hope you had a yeah. uh, good time, New Year's and stuff. Did you have fun? Did yeah, you have- yeah. Well, we, went to, we went to Tassie 
had a ball. That's right. Yeah, of course you did. Yeah, oh, right. took a took a. Uh, did we do a show? Uh, we haven't. I haven't spoken to you since I got back, have I? No, no. Yeah, talk about the land of free Maso- free Masonic. The Masonic lodges everywhere. Even uh, driving along the side of the road, we saw it twice. There was a big portable advertising, like huge friggin' thing that was like trailerable, mm-hmm. um, uh, asking for uh, membership for the to join the Freemasons. Wow! wow. I know. Never I did notice that I did notice the lodges around the place. Yeah, more, more than I've I've only yeah. ever seen one in fucking Brisbane on like seventy mile rocks road somewhere on uh, you know um, not Oxley. It might be Oxley, Dara, Jindalee, you know, around there. I've seen one there, but I haven't I haven't really noticed any oh no, I have seen one over at fucking Chermside somewhere too. That's a big one, that one. Okay. But um, that's all I've ever seen in, in a big city like ours. I haven't really noticed any others, but that's crazy, you mean, yeah. You mean have you seen them advertising for members? No, no, no advertising. I've just seen the, road? Just the lodge itself, that's all. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's one in Bean Lee too. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but, um, yeah, the advertising thing, uh, that blew me away. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Because I thought you had to was... be – I don't think you could just go and join. I thought you had to be – you had to be, like, get a referral or be, like, related to another mason or – I thought there was rules mm. behind that, like, you know. Who knows? Uh, maybe it's just a myth. Um, maybe might know. Well, yeah. Hey, Ethan, hey, Ethan hey you said it. near Beanley. Doesn't he live near Beanley? Maybe Ethan's a Ooh. mason. <laughs> he's, a, he's a plant. He's a hidden <laughs> Freemason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, I don't think so. No, of course not. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah. awesome. All um, right. So, yeah. So, you had New Year's in Tassie? Uh, uh, when did we get back? No, we got back Christmas Day. Oh, okay, right. So you just there for Christmas, yep. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were there for um, ten days. Yeah, we yeah, had, nice. had an it's, absolute ball. It's good, isn't it? It's a beautiful country. Yeah. A beautiful country. It's a beautiful yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was a real um, RV. We were in an RV for yep. seven days, and then we we're in a hotel room for the last three days. And it's um, funny how it gets like it's yeah. quite hot during the day, but like as soon as you're in the shade or in the you know, in the evening, it's like fuck, it's cold. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was just a bit cooler than a Brisbane winter, I'd say. Mm. Yeah, yeah, mm. definitely. Of an evening when we're down in the markets and things, we're in in jeans and a couple of shirts and, and a jumper. You know, yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff. So yeah, it is. It is nice and cool. But Billy, Billy loved it. Yeah. All awesome. her um, her all her pommy jeans kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I uh, so I Danielle and me and the kids we always have Christmas or we try and always have Christmas over at my sister-in-law's Danielle's sister's place. Um, they're just at Forestdale, like you know, sort of up the road a bit, yep. go up Johnson yep. Road, and um, that was fun. It was a great time. We crash over and stuff, and yeah, leave on Boxing Day in the afternoon sometime. And we were, as we were leaving on Boxing Day, my brother-in-law was like, "Yeah, he's going to you know on beers and stuff." He's like, "Yeah, we'll see you on New Year's," you know, like, "Oh yeah, cool." So we're thinking, we're, like, we're at home on sort of New Year's Day morning going, we haven't really got any plans. Like, should we just ask if what they're doing and see if we can go over there and have fun again? And so we hit them up and they're like, yeah, yeah. You know, one of the boys has got some mates coming around, but yeah, feel free to come around. We're like, oh, cool. So me and Danielle and Flynn went around their place and did the same thing, just, you know, having some drinks and booze and nibblies and playing pinball machines, you know, because my brother-in-law loves pinball machines. He's got a whole bunch of them. And um, having a good time. Indy had a party to go to with her best mate 
a couple of streets away from my house, not too far away. So we're like, yep, yeah, cool, no worries, you go and have fun. Um, we get a call, 11 o'clock at night. It's like, Dad, Mom, uh, Chloe's really drunk. Like, oh, shit, how drunk? Oh, she can't walk and she's, like, spewing everywhere. That's, like, her best mate. And she's Her best mate's 18. And she's, like, she's like a second daughter to us. Like, she had her 18th here and, like, we sort of, you know, she's, like, another daughter yeah. to us because she's, like, a, her dad's a single parent and all that sort of shit. Anyway. Yeah, sure. So she's a good mate of Indies and, you know, we look after her and stuff. Anyway, so we're like, oh, fuck. And Indy's like, should I call the ambulance? We're like, yeah, call them. Oh, and it sounds pretty bad. Oh, Jesus, really? It was that bad, yeah. So she's like, all right. Oh. Um, so we left at 11 o'clock at night. We're like, oh, we'll come over. And just as we get there, the ambulance had already gotten there and was loading her into the into the ambulance. Oh, the mate truck. Her, her mate, Chloe, doesn't remember any of this, doesn't remember it happening at all. She was that fucking wasted. Oh. And she's like a skinny little thing, like, you know. Yeah. Didn't, didn't eat any food, was just drinking way too much, like just stupid juvenile stuff. Into the spirits. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, so Indy and her boyfriend are chatting with some other mates and Chloe goes with some of the other guys and, and they're playing beer pong. Or oh, what yeah. we thought was beer pong, which turned out to be vodka pong. So they're fucking oh, doing fuck. shots of vodka and stuff. Like, gone. Like, anyone would yeah, be yeah. fucking blotted, you know? Like, stupid. So, yeah. And I don't care that I'm telling this on a podcast. I really don't give a fuck. But anyway, <laughs> so she gets smashed and Indy's very responsible. She's a good girl. Um, this tends to happen at a few different parties that she's been to. She's always the one looking after other friends and stuff. Like she's just that kind of girl. Yeah. So she goes with her to the hospital. We're like, no worries. Let us know where you end up. We're thinking probably the Logan. We get a call like about 20 minutes later. No, nah, we're taking us to the PA and we're like, ah. Oh. Fucking hell. So we've got to go. We're like, well, let us know when you get discharged and we'll come pick you up, you know. So Daniel and I, we get back home just before midnight and we see in the new year out on the back deck because some neighbours are letting off fireworks and then we're lying in bed trying to stay awake, you know, because we're like, we've got to fucking pick her up, you know, watching some TV, drifting off, drifted off to sleep kind of thing. We get this phone call at 2 o'clock in the morning. All right, we're being discharged from the PA. Can you come get us? I'm like, all right. So we get up and fucking drive into the PA to go and get them. That was my New Year's. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, <laughs> So man. much fun. Yeah, I know. But anyway, so oh, it is what it is. We've all done it. That's we've what I mean. We've all, we've all smashed ourselves. Yeah. So hopefully she's learned from this and uh, doesn't happen again. But anyway, that was <laughs> that was interesting enough. Yeah, it's bloody it's bloody dangerous too, you know. Like, it is, especially when you don't hell. eat any food. That's why it got to her. Like she had no food in her guts. She just yeah. um and she'd worked all day and she was kind of tired as well. So all these things just a recipe for disaster, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. All right, well, we might wrap it up here. Yeah, live and learn, that's it. Thanks again, man, for catching up. It was a good show. I hope you enjoyed that one. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, great guy. Yeah, yeah. he's a good guest, yeah, I like him. He's good. Good to catch up with him. Yeah. Cool. All right, man. Have a great day for the rest of the day. No Talk worries. Enjoy the rest of your uh, day weekend with Billy, and good luck over there in PNG. Like I said, if anything happens or anything interesting you see, you may fucking post it in the chat, brother. <laughs> I will. All I right. will. No, no worries, worries see, see, you, see you soon, buddy.
I can give you 